Hey everyone, welcome to episode 10 of Malcast. Tonight we have a very special guest on. We have Ryan Miller of the Rocky Mountain Cigar Show with us tonight to enlighten Patrick and my ignorant self. Ryan, you want to tell the people about yourself? Hey, yeah, uh, my name's Ryan and I have a YouTube channel called Rocky Mountain Cigar Show. Uh, I essentially just sit there and smoke cigars and review cigars and then um once a month i have people from the industry owners and uh sales executives and other c c level uh employees from them jumping on my show for an hour hour and a half we just kind of shoot the shit have a cigar and just have some good conversation so check it out good shit well glad to have you um so like james said we're Fairly ignorant when it comes to cigars and and uh, marijuana uh, as well, and we hope okay. to hit those topics. Um, but so, just I want you to describe the the difference between a marijuana high and a cigar buzz. Like, how does it feel? How long does it last? Things of that nature as well. Marijuana high is exactly what it is. You're you're getting stoned. Your body's becoming impaired. Your mental facilities or faculties are loosening up. And you were becoming stoned off an actual intoxicant um, that can hinder quite a bit of, you know, if, if you're somebody that can get anxious really quickly, that stoned can get you quite anxious, uh, bring on some intense anxiety, you can overdo it, you can find yourself in a corner licking your wounds and not understanding why you're drooling all over yourself if you smoke too much. Um, that sounds like a James However, response. Um, forgetting how to breathe is a James response. <laughs> absolutely. But however, when it comes to being stoned with pot versus being drunk with alcohol, yeah. is pot you can snap out of, you get your endorphins going, shit hits the fan, and you have to take off like leaving okay. a college party, then you <laughs> will snap yourself out of being stoned. Uh, but when you're drunk, you can't do that. And nicotine, the nicotine buzz is not anything remotely on that. Um, nicotine buzz is more along the lines of somebody had too much nicotine okay. and it cannot handle any more and is now sweating, getting to the point where they actually might be sick, um, throw up. Uh, oftentimes, I tell people that are new to cigars or even that are not new to cigars, um, as an, as an old cigarette smoker, that doesn't apply to me as much cause I'm just used to the nicotine, but for people that aren't, you, you have to eat before you smoke. A okay. cigar. You have to have something in your stomach to stave off any sort of nicotine sweats, but the room can start spinning. You can get the Wawa's if you're familiar with that. Um, and it can just be to the point where you're just feeling sick. You know, I would have never even thought that was a possible reaction. I grew up around smokers my entire life, so it was just kind of a thing that they did, you know, a lot of times actually just to avoid eating entirely. So I'd have never thought that reaction was possible. Now, cigarettes are actually different. So cigarettes is what's called a short-leaf tobacco, where it's essentially, for lack of better words in comparison to cigar tobacco it's trash tobacco that they blend up spray with a whole bunch of trash roll it up in pieces of paper 
and shove a filter to the other side and you smoke it, you're smoking the majority of that is, is, is disgusting paper, other fillers and, and oxidants and everything else. When it comes to a cigar, a premium long filler, not a gas station cigar, gas station cigars are glorified cigarettes, <laughs> right? That's All right. What are they like, cigarellos shit. or something? They, they, no, no, the tobacco. Okay. The tobacco like all the tobacco all is, of, is less. Yeah. It's essentially gas station cigars are no more than pipe tobacco, but it's pipe tobacco filled with a whole bunch of trash. Um, <laughs> example would be the average age of a gas station cigar smoker, according to all the studies I've ever read, including even government statistics, are about 14 years old. Really? The average, the average, the average smoker, uh, yeah, of a gas station cigar. Most of the time, your dads have gas station swishers. You take them, you, you smoke it out. Not necessarily a cigarette because you're not inhaling. It's easier, this, that, and the other. When it comes to Wait, premium you, you water, don't inhale a cigar? Absolutely not. You can a gas station cigar because it's more or less just pipe tobacco. So does it like taste good or something? Like, what's the then? What's the point? I, I guess I'm missing the point of the cigar then. In that sense, sure. Um, it's a, it's a relaxing thing. You you pull the smoke in. So that's actually a really good question. And for me, with my job, I'm in sales. Um, my job's very go go go. When I would smoke a cigarette it was like a virgin having sex. It was just as quickly as I can. And then I get my nut and I'm done. When, um, right. I love that when analogy. I, when I'm actually smoking a cigar, it, it forces me because you cannot smoke a cigar fast or else you'll burn it. I know that sounds weird, but you'll yeah. actually, fire. Over, <laughs> well, no, you'll actually over scorch the cherry and that'll bring that charred smoke back in here, making this super hot. See, if you see, I can literally hold right up on that cherry, okay. and it's not even hot. So wait, wait, what part of that is the cherry? <laughs> Just to point out how ignorant right I am. Right there. So, right so, that burn line. Okay. Even I knew that, Patrick. Where I, where, I have, where I have my fingers resting okay. to tell you how, that's how cool they should stay. Okay. And so you actually, this will take me an hour to smoke. Okay. And And you're just kind of like, you're you're kind of like chewing on it based, like not chewing, chewing on it, but you're just kind of like sitting there just kind of chilling. You're not really breathing in a whole bunch of smoke as you would with a cigarette then. No, because you're not inhaling. Okay. Gotcha. So from that standpoint, um, what is it? Uh, 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 FDA actually changed their rule, their guidelines on... Uh, or not guidelines, but a study came out from the New England Journal of Medicine, if I'm correct, that the FDA includes with all of their analysis now. And essentially, it says eliminating gas station cigars. Okay. Because okay. again, that's glorified cigarette tobacco. Yeah. Okay. Eliminating gas station cigars. Two premium long filled cigars a day have minimal to no risk of cancer. That okay. does not say you will not get cancer. Yeah, but it says it's minimum to no risk, meaning these were classified at one time as cigarettes as super high risk. Okay, so okay. but like then you could conceivably say if you're trying to get off of cigarettes, cigars would be a 
decent stepping stone in that direction. That's what I did. Okay. I actually, I went, I quit cigarettes. I actually quit all tobacco. So what I actually found out was I didn't necessarily like smoking cigarettes, right? I just like smoking. I like the act of pulling a warm smoke in and blowing it out. Okay. Um, so I smoked more pot. And, uh, Fair enough. Uh, and uh, I told my mom that too. Actually, she asked me how I got off cigarettes. I was like, "Do you really want to know?" <laughs> um, but so I actually smoked more pot. I quit all tobacco for two months, and then I looked at Ari and I was like, "You know, I really just want to go out and get a cigar." So I went and bought a shit stick, a black and mild, okay. and I smoked it and was like, "This is trash." I liked the first one, and then I went to smoke the second one and hated it. Absolutely hated it. Yeah, that was so, a gas station cigar. Correct, correct. Okay, gotcha. Absolutely hated it in every way. And so um, I started watching YouTube videos, other cigar guys, cigar shows, and I decided I was going to go and try to actually – I've always liked cigars, but I always smoked them too fast to enjoy them because they always tasted like trash. Yeah, I'm like, you know, I'm go, yeah. Well, no, no. Even when I used to smoke premium long filler, you gotta understand, as a cigarette smoker, I want to inhale everything. Oh, I okay. smoked a cigarette super fast and had no idea you had to smoke a cigar slow. I would take a cigar like this down in 20 minutes. If I did that now, it would be absolute dog shit. It would taste terrible. It would be <laughs> scorched all the way through. And, um, so I went and started smoking actual cigars and read up on them, figured out the right way to smoke it. And yes, there is a right way to smoke it. There are many right ways, but there are also a wrong way at the same time. Um, and I fell in love with them. Um, um, so I want to I want to ask you in that same vein, because you brought up marijuana and everything. What's the difference in like the health effects from marijuana? Because I, I hear all these studies all the time that like, oh, marijuana is like super good for you, or you know, it's good for cancer patients, or or something like that. Yeah. Is there is there a health benefit when it comes to cigars, like red wine or marijuana, like, or are there health benefits to marijuana? Can you like, can you elucidate me on this, basically? Well, sure. Or I was, gonna, I was gonna say there's also different parts of the of when it comes to marijuana too. Um, you know, the CBD, the THC, the you know. What little I do know is that different parts have different supposed benefits and downsides. Keep talking, guys. I have you in my ear. Okay, right. no worries. So that's always been my understanding, um, layman as it is, that uh, you know, the, there's different benefits between the CBD oil because, like, for example, my fiance yeah. takes that with you know her anxiety. Yeah, your fiance's a pothead. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> no. Absolutely not, Stacy. If you're watching, she is not. <laughs> she, I swear. Like I'm not. I'm not crossing my fingers. But uh, yeah, and that that's like over the counter. You know, marijuana is still okay. illegal in Iowa, but CBD is legal. So you know, there's different parts marijuana. of it. Um, yeah. So CBD is not pot. So, okay. Yeah. What What is CBD and THC? Like, which one gives you the high? I'm pretty sure it's THC, right? Yes, tetrahydrocannabinol, tetra I think is. We'll see you, Jeff. Sorry, my buddy. Pa oh, you're smoking the tabernacle? Nice. Sorry, my neighbor jumped over. Oh, no worries. Um, no worries. Uh, tetrahydrocannabinol, something like that for THC is what it stands for. 
Okay. Um, that's actually the the hallucinating side of things. But then there's THCA. Oh, shit. I forgot the breakdown of it all. But the THC is actually what's getting you stoned. The cannabinoids or the CBD is the relaxing aspect of pot that actually doesn't have any sort of um, hallucinogenic side effects because pot is a hallucinogen. I mean, it it's classified as a, a, a mild hallucinogen, but it is an actual hallucinogen. Okay. So the CBD is just going to give you more of that I'm sleepy um, type feel to it versus being stoned. You're, you're not going to test positive for THC if you're taking CBD. Okay. Gotcha. Um, so what, what are the health effects then uh, of both? Well, I have no idea what the health effects of CBD is. Um, never taken it. If I wanted, if I want to feel that way, I'll smoke a bowl. Okay. Um, so I have friends that take CBD and smoke. I just think it's kind of redundant. Um, I'm not going to pay for something like that. I would just smoke the real thing. Um, there's really no health effects uh, in a positive way. I mean, for pot, I guess you can take the whole seizure aspect into account, but that's going to be more on the CBD side is much more of the medical um, side of pot than the actual THC strains that you go down to your, your, your corner dealer yeah. and buy, you know? Um, so I've got a, I got a question. Um, I got this texted to me. What is the difference between sativa and indica? I don't know what either one of those things mean. So the best way to remember <laughs> that is Saturday morning chores versus in the couch. Okay. Indica is going to melt you. Sativa? Yeah. Indica is going to melt you. A good, now, <laughs> okay. again, I, I smoke enough that indica sativa, I don't feel the effects. Um, okay. Which sucks, but not really, because I don't give, I don't care what I smoke. People, I have friends who are like, oh, not smoking the indica. I only smoke sativa. It's like, whatever, dude, get over yourself. <laughs> um, the effects aren't that much different, yeah. in my opinion. Okay. Um, however, they do hit people quite a bit differently sometimes. Um, sativas are typically going to be much more of a brain, of a head high, not necessarily a heavy, you know, yeah, yeah, hey yeah. man type high, you know, Cheech and Chong style. Yeah. Uh, you're going to be able to, you know, go. I have friends that smoke sativa when we were in college, specifically smoke sativa to study. Because okay. it just kind of mellowed you out, but it didn't zonk you out. Indica is going to... A good indica should should absolutely bury you in the couch and make you not want to get up. Um, so, in, in, that, in that same vein... Like, so, sativa versus indica. And then there's also, like, all of these, like, Girl Scout cookie or something? Like, uh, what are all those funky names that people have? Yeah, uh, so for... those, are, those are just blends that people make up. Okay. Um, not that they make them up. They're actually are they blends of sativa and indica, or just blends of this? Yeah, and different different aspects of this. Um, so you have, for instance, a Durban poison. Durban poison is considered an heirloom sativa. Is that like meaning... Dick? Uh, what? 
Is that like Dick Durbin, the senator? I think Elmo? so. I think so. But I, I don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't smoke little Dicky. Um, <laughs> but Durbin poison's pretty good. Uh, Dick Durbin's a, a real big dick, a huge dick though, because he's actually going after premium tobacco. By the way, trying to throw a thousand percent sales tax on premium tobacco. So uh, I've got big, big problems with little Dicky over there in Illinois. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of people do, to be honest. I, apparently, nobody does because he keeps getting voted. Hell, yeah, well, that's because the people don't pay attention to what he's doing. However. Um, where were we before we went off on oh sorry we were talking about the different uh, okay so take like a Durban poison Durban poison is a heirlooms uh, sativa so going to be what again if you're not familiar with heirloom it is a virgin sativa it's an untampered sativa it's an original Uh, and then you can have different variants of that spliced in with other pots. So if okay. you were to take like um, a strong, and I think Northern Lights, I don't get into the whole name game, to be very <laughs> honest with you, um, yeah. but you get into like the Northern Lights. I'm pretty sure that's just one that everybody knows. I'm pretty sure Northern Lights is an indica. I could be completely wrong, but just for the sake of the story, we'll say I'm right, okay? I'm sure you'll get your friends looking it up right now going, that's a sativa. What yeah, I'll get like a bunch of I'll get five angry messages. So, yeah, you you I'm could sure tell us Eric, whatever and we believe you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure Eric is sending you texts right now looking it up on his computer. Um <laughs> but anyways, um so you would take a Northern Lights and you would take a Durban poison and you would splice them together. Okay. So that would make depending on how you did the splicing, it would make it indica dominant, it would make it sativa dominant, but Theoretically, you should have the best of both worlds okay. if you do a splice. And then there's the purebreds, the indicas and the straight sativas. Uh, again, and then there's hybrids of each. And sometimes you'll have a plant that's got five or six different offspring plants from it that are four or five different plants in the sense of it's been spliced after it was spliced and then a clone was clipped grown and it was then spliced with something else after that clone so you have two you have two plants run together let that grow take a clipping a clone yeah yeah. root that as that gets bigger then you splice that with another plant let that grow take a clone root that and then you can really just keep splicing does that then protect against like the same thing probably we see with bananas where they're it's just one plant and it's just a bunch of clones of it so it's susceptible to disease so like this protects the marijuana plants from that then all plants are going to be susceptible to disease even the i mean tobacco it's tobacco's grown specifically it's called uh hybridized corojo or hybridized carillo um these are tobacco leaves that are grown specifically to try to fight uh, blue mold is a big one, as well as bugs, right? Okay. Doesn't always work 100%. You're never going to be able to go bug-free. The, the the biggest problem with, with pot plants, growing pot plants, is people don't keep a sterile environment. They think they can just leave that door wide open to the whole environment and never actually clean anything. So you'll have 10 grows in a tent over the course of three years in the 
the person never cleaned the tent once. Okay. And so now you have bacteria, you have buildup. You have yeah, you just got a bunch of nasty crap in there. Correct. So that can cause a mold okay. or a fungus, and then you have um, uh, pot worms. Yeah, okay. Um, actual worms. So uh, uh, my brother, I just got a message from Mike. Uh, he informed me that he tried the Cohiba. Co- Is that a cigar you have? Yeah, Cohiba. Yeah, Cohiba um, that, that, that you had on your black, channel. White, red. Oh, apparently he said it was good. He got a, he, that's a raving review from him. He likes your, uh, he likes it's your a good one. That is a good oh. one. It's an, it's an AJ Fernandez blend. It's very spicy. I would absolutely not recommend it for either of you. If you've never <laughs> smoked okay. a cigar because you will feel that nicotine sweat. I yeah. So, so, so when you say spicy, does that mean like there's a lot of nicotine in it or is there a lot of spice that you will feel in your mouth with the smoke? Uh, yes. Uh, yeah, but yes, but it's not it's not spices and they put spices in it. Yeah, that's see, see someone who like me knows so, very little about the subject. I'm thinking yeah. just like cumin in it or something. No, no, no. So when you taste cumin. a cigar, you have to really in, involve all of your olfactory. Because okay. I think there's like 39 different olfactory points in your nose, as well okay. as your tongue. Okay, as well as your tongue. So the the point would be to move the smoke around in your mouth get the feel of it you get a lot of the spiciness oftentimes in the back of the throat um and then when you blow it out you put a little bit through your nose it's not inhaling it's called a retrohale so you blow it out and then close your mouth and then just blow it out your nose okay not used to that it'll take your breath away and maybe make your eyes water a little bit yeah yeah um, so- but that is how you're really going to feel that pepper yeah, that spicy red pepper or white pepper. Okay, wait. What's white and red pepper? <laughs> um, so you're losing pep- me. Okay, so all the notes of a cigar. Uh, when you, if you ever watch my videos, you'll hear me say it tastes like chocolate. It tastes like leather, earthy. Yeah. All that means is, have you ever taken a leather coat out and smelled it? Yeah. Have you ever mm-hmm. smelled something and then all of a sudden a flavor comes in your mouth? Yeah. Like, wow, that smells like that taste. Okay. That's all cigar smoking is, as far as the flavor notes. It is what does this smoke right now at this point in time remind me of flavor wise? They're not putting chocolate in it, it's rolled up leaves. I mean, let's be yeah. honest. With <laughs> it's, it's, you wouldn't really get yeah. chocolate in there. It's not, it's not going to work. But you actually you do. You get it because the tobacco is blended in a way to produce certain notes, certain feelings, and reproduce certain notes based on how it smells, how it comes out and tastes and feel. Um, so from that sense, there's a lot of flavor in a cigar, but you have to smoke a cigar. You have to smoke a cigar every day for quite some time before those flavors actually start to kick in. Or okay. else it just feels like smoke. So I'll be honest with you there. It's like the same thing as, what is it? Eric wants to challenge me to a drinking contest or something like that for your wedding. <laughs> yeah. He's not going to survive. Eric, if you're watching, just practice throwing up in the corner now. I'll see you next week. Um, <laughs> so uh, if I were to give he's, he's got a good amount of practice on that. He did that when he was at my apartment a couple months ago. So oh, and He's got ready. 10 more days to train, too. <laughs> yeah exactly exactly so he's you know 10 more days <laughs> he, he got a lot longer than that anyways 
Uh, it'd be like if I gave you a glass of whiskey or scotch or bourbon and said, what do you taste? Yeah. And you take a sip of it and go, hot. That's all I taste. It's because your palate's not refined enough. I mean, I drink a lot of whiskey, so I could probably give you an idea. But... Okay, correct. Yeah. But if you, I'm talking about to somebody that doesn't. Yeah, no, I understand what you're saying. Because when I first started, drink. you know, nothing. It just tastes like kind of garbage. And then afterwards, it's like, okay, now I can, I've adapted to it. And my taste buds have become more refined in that sense. Yep. So I can tell the difference. Cigars are absolutely no different. Okay. Cigarettes cool. all taste like trash. But yeah. cigars are absolutely no different from the more you smoke them, the more flavors you can pick out. The more you drink a liquor, the more you can actually hold it in your mouth and appreciate it and taste it. So, um, yeah, so, James, go for it. Yeah, compare cigars to, so we talk about cigarettes. What about, like, vaping and, uh, like, we, we get new hookah lounges opened up not too far from here. I've never used one of those. But, like, what? how, how does smoking a cigar compare to those Uh two methods so again vaping's and uh, inhaled hookah is oftentimes inhaled um, not always you can smoke it either way um, hookah is also straight up flavored tobacco it's still got to be a good tobacco but it's flavored pipe tobacco like legit like like i don't know if you've ever seen hookah tobacco but it's like a paste almost okay. at times it's super dense and heavy um nothing wrong with it you know, however you want to get your kicks off is fine with me, as long as it doesn't cost me a dime. Um, just don't send me the bill if it puts you in the hospital. Yeah, um, I mean, that is a big thing. But as far as, you know, vaping, vaping, the only point to vaping is there is none. The only, okay. the only point to vaping are people that say, I can't quit cigarettes, so I'm going to vape. Oftentimes they go right back to cigarettes. Um, you're, it's, it's what is it? Uh, uh, glycol. Um, shit. PG. Uh, look it up. It's look it fine. up for me. Whatever it is. It's, it's, it's a glycol solution that they infuse with nicotine and flavor. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. Now they have zero nicotine, but that's like drinking a. Miller Light. It's kind of useless. Uh, and it's disgusting. <laughs> I, I'm just, I like Bud Light and Coors Light. So okay, I like Coors Light. I don't do Bud. So I will say to the whole vaping <laughs> thing, the only argument Miller that I've garbage though. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, the only thing I've heard, uh, you know, makes sense to me about that is with all the, um, you know, smoking indoors bans and whatnot. Actually, being able to vape indoors um, at a lot of the venues that you couldn't otherwise. Like, I have people in my office who vape, but they could never sit there and smoke. Yeah. Uh, also, yeah, I, don't, I don't have, yeah. I mean, that that's just society. That's yeah. got nothing to do with anything other than society. Right, um, right. And, and that's 50, years ago, 50 years ago, there was a cigarette machine in every office. Yeah. You know, like, so that's, that's just this. And there's often times, like, here where I live in, in uh, Colorado, you can't vape inside a building. Okay. Um, I did not know that. Ryan, in, in that same vein, do you think that, that the ubiquity of, of vaping is increasing the number of kids that are smoking because they think that that's cooler than than like regular cigarettes? Like It's like the uh, electric guitar versus the acoustic guitar and they like the electric guitar or something like that. Do you think that that's a valid concern or just kind of overblown right now? Um, 
I think kids are going to do what they're going to do. And I know I never concerned myself with anything when I was a kid and what I wanted to do. Um, I don't, I don't see it as, as the problem that everyone's making it out to be. I think, um, I think oftentimes it is a, a scapegoat to blame something on the kids. Okay. I mean, we used to go to the gas station, cigarettes were $3. We'd give the guy a $5 bill and he'd walk out with a pack of smokes, keep the change and throw us the pack. Yeah, it, that's just, they're always going to do that. So yeah. to try to stop stuff from being marketed to kids, like stuff's not specifically marketed to kids, but kids are going to do it. Why? Because they're kids. Yeah, because they're dumb. <laughs> they're kids. Like, like, I mean, everyone's such big concern with, you know, again, I don't smoke cigarettes, but everyone's such a big concern with how cigarettes are marketed. So they went ahead and said, okay, fine. We no longer can call them Camel Lights. We're going to call them Camel Blue. Because children don't associate nothing with color. Yeah. So it's like, it, it's it's asinine, you know? And then, so for me, I, I don't, I think the kids' argument about trying to deter or this, that, and the other is a bullshit argument that is used to make people feel bad and go, you don't like the kids then because you don't want to stop. And it's like, whoa, back up, you know? Not everybody does that. Not every kid does that. Pat, you didn't do that. You're a priest, pretty much. When you were a kid. <laughs> okay, well, let's and slow so, down there, buddy. Uh, until college I, well, hit. Priest without the yeah, whole touch no. little boys thing. I'm a, I'm a pri- I'm a, <laughs> if you're saying I'm a priest, I was a priest after college, not before. That's for sure. Uh, by the way, I have to interject, though, Ryan. Uh, I've got a message from Eric Fit. He says that you definitely can't outdrink him for sure. <laughs> he said. Okay. He said. He said. I meant that as a joke. Uh, uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and then, because uh, he first thought that you were referring to er- the uh, turtleneck Eric, who was on the podcast last week. Uh, and he's like, yeah, of course, two beers and he's under the table. I was like, no, 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 he's talking about you. And he's like, oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm under the table. You know? <laughs> <I'm done. laughs> um, so he's blaming it on his metabolism. Uh-huh. <laughs> his metabolism, that's the problem, I guess. I see, um, I see. But, uh, so, so, we're talking about that. Uh, let's, let's, I want to dive a little bit into uh, uh, your view on uh, marijuana legalization policy. Uh, so just a couple of, couple of questions here with that. Number one, do you think that the federal government should be a neutral party in this and just let the states decide and then they don't federally prosecute it? So where it's legal, the federal government doesn't step in. And where it's illegal, the federal government also doesn't step in. They just let the states kind of manage it and let the legalization kind of naturally grow. Or do you think that the federal government should step in and, and forcibly legalize it, essentially? Or I, I'm assuming no. you're, not, you're not against uh, criminalization. No. No, uh, I actually am against fine. decriminalization of it. Wholeheartedly. Make it legal. I don't want to decriminalize. Decriminalizing okay. doesn't do anything, deter anything. It just allows criminals to make the money and people still get tickets and fined and stuff like that. I don't want to decriminalize. There shouldn't be a point for the federal government in pot. Okay. Ever. Like no tax no tax incentives then um on it no. as well. Okay. Where? Where does the government where does the federal government draw the power to go after and make a blanket statement violating the tenth amendment, those rights not delegated to the government by the US Constitution are therefore in the states, 
where does the government get the authority to blanket outlaw anything? Okay. Anywhere. Doesn't happen. It can't happen. That's the whole point. The Bill of Rights only ever applied to the federal government. The Bill of Rights, the Second Amendment, the First Amendment, the first ten never applied to the states until the incorporation doctrine buried within the 14th Amendment. Yeah. Um, so before that, states had every right to do whatever they want. I, now, I agree with the 14th Amendment, and I wholeheartedly agree with the incorporation doctrine. However, that still doesn't give the government blanket authority to, for instance, raise the drinking age like they did. They held back federal funds for Wisconsin. Yeah, so, so they're not like, the federal government isn't physically doing it, but they're, I guess, coercing uh, the the uh, state governments to effectively follow what they want them to do well, by withholding federal funds. Well, that's the way that the federal government gets around, you know, not being able to actually enforce these laws right. is they can just say, they, they can choose whether or not to fund the states, and that's how they've, you yep. know, kind of cheated their way, cheated their way through their own system to do whatever they yep. want. And when it comes to, all, you know, all this legalization, you know, so far, the, the federal government sat back. We're not going to prosecute any, you know, all the, uh, these dispensaries and whatnot. But the issue is that marijuana is still a Schedule One drug. And so, like, these dispensaries, they can't, these farms, they can't use, they can't use banks. Um, that, you know, all of their income on their, they have to report it to the, to the IRS. It's all illegal income as far as the IRS yeah. is concerned. And their their customers are still criminals in the eyes of the federal government. And until that changes, then you essentially have a semi-legal black market in these states that have legalized it. And it, you know, <laughs> it, it creates a very bad situation. I don't think the government should have a hand in it at all. They should they need to drop it from, you know, being a schedule one. And I love the black market. All the black market is, is the free market responding to an act of government. It's yeah, a, yeah. That's, mm. That is wholeheartedly the only thing that the black... Now, what's sold on the black market is a different topic. But the actual <laughs> yeah. idea of a black market is is a true free market devoid of government intervention. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, Which also comes with a host of problems in a lot of cases, depending on what's being sold there, right? Well, of course. Yeah. And don't, don't think for a second the government doesn't like the black market. Oh, absolutely not. Because the, I mean, I I got kicked out of class for asking. Uh, what you got kicked out of class? No, no, uh, you're lying to me. You're such a good schoolboy. You would never I get. I was I was I was gonna go out for law enforcement or attorney, <laughs> and um, so I was taking a law class, and the DEA agent came in. That was my teacher's good friend because he was also in law enforcement at one point for like twenty years before he teached or taught and um I, I excuse me excuse me so so quick question so do you really want do you really want all the drugs gone oh absolutely that's what we're supposed to okay so then you're going to actively put yourself out of a job <laughs> he goes what do you mean i said you need drugs heavily yeah. to be around right and my teacher's like, get out of the classroom. That's so disrespectful. And I was like, really, though? Is it? No, it's, I mean, they, they instead, they want the crime to happen so then they can prosecute it effectively. Of course. That's all government does is a, it, government's not a preemptive. It's a, it's a reactive. 
So they need something to react to. And the only way to justify their jobs, if government legalizes all drugs, personally, federal government should legalize every drug known to man. Okay. 100%. And let it, the states decide. They are Nevada, they want that booger sugar all over. <laughs> they can have it. They want crack. Is that, is that cocaine? Yeah. I assumed. Yeah, they, That's they, what I assumed. They want, they want coke. They want crack. They want heroin. That's fine. Let that state decide to do it okay. and let that state deal with it. If Colorado just wants to legalize pot, fantastic. If I use meth, I'll go to a state that allows it. Um, um, so, so, so I want to I want to ask you a probing question then. So, and this is this is something I get a lot. You know, I'm in college, so a lot of my students will make this argument. Um, now, whoever's watching this, he says students. He's not a teacher. <laughs> I'm not a teacher. <laughs> But, uh, uh, you know, you know what I mean? Uh, but a lot of, a lot of my, uh, my students will ask me this question in the sense of the problem with capitalism. I'm obviously, I don't agree with this, but the argument, the problem with capitalism is, uh, essentially built in planned obsolescence in the fact that in order to make the, because of the profit motive, in order to make the most amount of money, companies will sell things that intentionally break down or in like the healthcare industry will intentionally alleviate the problem, but not solve the problem. So then the customer keeps coming back to buy the product. How do you respond to that in the sense of a, is that a valid criticism and B, how is that different from your argument regarding the government? So I I know that you're very educated person. So I'm just excited to hear what you have to say. I don't care. (laughs) If you want to buy something, and it's an intoxicant or your doctor gives you something that alleviates pain and there's a weird addiction to it, but it fixes your pain. Don't you have the right to be able to say free of government that I should take that because you have the right to access my life itself, right? It's if I don't get it the legal way, here's that black market again, then I'm going to go somewhere else to get it. Okay. So, when, when people say profit motive in the free market, I say, so what? Have you ever worked for a poor person? I've never had a homeless person sign my paychecks. Well, yeah. And so that wouldn't work. Out. That wouldn't go well. There's always got to be a profit motive. Now, whether you're too much of a Sally to fight for what you're worth, that's on you. Nobody is telling you to take that job. Nobody is telling you to buy that product. That's the difference between the free market and the federal government. You have, now you have Obamacare. Before that rule was taken out, the mandatory purchase rule, it was government mandating you buy something. Is a violation of the Constitution in every way because the government does not have the authority to coerce Okay, um, so we're we're running low on time here, but I want to I want to get this one last question in, um, along the same kind of lines here. Um, what is your response to the very high taxes on all tobacco products? Do you think that now, absent the fact that the government shouldn't be taxing at all, is there a significant difference between like cigarettes, snus? I think S N U S. Uh, yes, yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, 
other forms of chewing tobacco and cigars, is there a significant enough difference in the health effect that if we are, we have to, let's just say that we live in a world where we have to accept the fact that the government's going to tax it, besides the fact that they probably shouldn't tax it at an absorbent rate. Is there a large enough difference between those products that you could conceivably make an argument cigars should be not heavily taxed at the same level as cigarettes? If you're trying to morally incentivize this or some, some such argument. Okay, so I'm going to flip that one on its head. Sure. Let's take McDonald's and start taxing the hell out of it. Let's tax yeah, the hell yeah. out of Burger King. Let's tax the hell out of Taco Bell. Let's tax the hell out of literally every damn thing out there that might make you sick for whatever reason because the government doesn't want you to do it. Yeah. That is all baloney and malarkey <laughs> thinking. It is garbage. It is trash ideology because it is essentially a syntax. You don't like something that I do, and because you don't do it, you want me to pay more because I do. Well, guess what? I don't like some of the things that some other people do. Should I yeah. start taxing what they like to do? Yeah, some who, who, like to who says you can tax that kind of thing? Who determines the moral framework that we're operating Correct. in? Correct, and that's where I personally don't think that the federal government should have any sort of say in taxes outside of maybe – if they remove an income tax, let's do a VAT, let's do a VAT tax of some kind. I'm fine with all the income tax being removed. <laughs> as as we do a VAT tax. Yeah, we, we had an and episode the, on that. Yeah, we're yeah, talking about removing whole, income tax. And the whole reason for it is, is now you're actually being taxed on something you're buying versus what you're making, yeah. which is fair. Which, which makes sure. more sense in the sense of like you, if you look at taxes a, a syntax like you're bringing up as a penalty, you don't want to be penalized for producing. You want to consuming penalization is, makes a little bit more sense than producing penalization. Yeah, but cons but it should never be an additional fee yeah. for something. So if I want to buy a Ferrari and the VAT tax is 8.75%, then the VAT tax is 8.75% across the board. Yeah, it affects I everything. The same. Cigarettes, it's not a 100% tax, VAT tax. That's, that's now government dictating um uh, essentially their morals or whoever's morals are in office at the time uh, on you, just like how they did with the soda tax in New York um, and every other tax pretty much that, I mean, hell, income tax is a penalty for being successful. Yeah, yeah that, I mean, that was, that was what I was saying uh, before, but um, I think we're going to have to end it on that note. Uh, that was really oh, good, though. getting good. Uh, yeah, well, we're running out of time, unfortunately. Got a lot uh, of well, stuff to say about think, taxes, but I'll hold my tongue. I think I think we should have you on again um, to discuss this whole this whole tax idea, uh, maybe at a later date. Would that be something you'd be interested in? Yeah, of course. Okay, excellent. And then maybe we can try to find someone from the opposite viewpoint that likes taxes or likes government intervention and see kind of what the points are in that kind of sense. Sure. I mean, they're not going to have an argument that's going to have any validity other than <laughs> I want to steal your money. I mean, uh, that is really the only, that's really what I say to people that go, I love higher tax. Good. Open your damn wallet. Give me every dollar in it. You keep two. Oh, I'm no, I'm not. There you go. That. I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to disagree with that. <laughs> well, then, uh, well, you don't want to do it, but yet you're going to force me to do it. Yeah. Like, kiss my ass. <laughs> fair enough all right james you want to ring right. us out yeah and on that note so uh yeah um ryan you want to uh shout out your youtube channel one more time before we sign off 
Sure. Uh, my channel has nothing to do with taxes, guys, outside of cigar taxes. Um, but uh, it is Rocky Mountain Cigar Show. Check me out if you're interested in cigars, learning about cigars. Uh, I do a monthly uh, interview with somebody from the industry where I bring them on, just kind of talk, have a cigar, learn something. Uh, it's what I like to do. And, um, yeah, it's just a series of videos I post twice a week. Check it out. Great. Excellent. Thanks for having us. Uh, thanks for coming on. Um, sure. Go ahead and follow us over on Gab, Twitch, and Mines. Uh, this will be uploaded to Mines later on this week. So, yes. Well. Yes, we will be getting a Facebook page. I have been forced into agreeing to a Facebook page. So... Uh, we're going to be starting to stream to Facebook too, so everyone can uh, can see us on that as well. Yes, yes. Smart so, idea. yeah, we're going to be moving to Facebook from YouTube. So, for our live stream, so check us out there. We'll be back Saturday evening with uh, something just as relaxed. So, thanks for watching and.